guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where you discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're broke, and we're looking for a bit of extra scratch at the home of everybody's favorite prince of evil, Satan. Because we're talking about the house of the devil, so let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Thanks for joining the cult this week. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Shout out. So stick with us to hear that fun shout out at the end of the show. Uh, and then head over to um, cultfilmandreview.com. Make sure you put in your request for a review. This is Fan Pick February. We're keeping that train rolling. Choo-choo. And uh, yeah, choo-choo, Kyle. Choo-choo. <laughs> 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 and uh, we got another one coming at you with House of the Devil. But before we get in that, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbert. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. Hello, everybody. And then don't forget also, because I did, March 15th, we're going to be at Film Bar. And uh, we'll be showing uh, Pink Flamingos. And then get tickets where, Chris? TheFilmBarPHX.com. That's right. Uh, tonight we're doing House of the Devil. It was directed by Ty West. Came out in 2009. I had a budget of 900000 Made 101000 in the box office. Was rated R slash unrated. And currently sits at an 87%. <laughs> Someone didn't update the whiteboard. <laughs> On mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, that's they, definitely not updated. R slash unrated. <laughs> no, I think that's <laughs> no, that's, that's correct. That is, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. rated R slash unrated. Oh, maybe not unrated. It might have been. Oh, okay. No, I mean, it could have been. Some, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like Ron Burgundy. Right. I'm he's like right. Ron. It's rated R. Yeah, like, you put whatever you want in front of him. He'll say. I'll it. say it. You write it down. I'm going to yeah, say it. Okay. This pick is from Danielle Willard. Yes, it is, and Danielle says, um, uh, "This is one of my favorite films ever." I feel like it's got quite a cult following despite being just shy of 10 years old. A college student in the 80s during the satanic panic takes a babysitting gig and realizes quickly there are sinister motives behind the family she's babysitting for. Filmed in my home state, Connecticut, and directed by (laughs) Ty West, it's an instant classic. I think you guys will really enjoy it, and I would love to hear a review. All right. I don't think we need to do a plot with Mike. No, (laughs) that covered it. There you go. Watch Danielle tonight. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Thanks for Danielle. taking that away from Thanks Mike. Thanks for taking my job. <laughs> now, taking, why is job. he even on the show now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else Mike brings at this point. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll, I, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm also going to answer it first. Uh, I, I had not seen this movie before, um, but... I have heard of this movie. I remember when this movie came out, everybody was talking about how good it was. And it was like a big deal. Um, and I also remember the box art because I saw it in like Target. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Like every Target I went into was there for like the longest time, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I, I've been waiting to see. I've been wanting to see this movie, just never got around to it. And now uh, because of Danielle, I finally have. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what about you, Kyle? Uh, same thing. I when it came out, I I I heard the 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 rumblings, heard the rumors that you know, oh, this is a good film, and I remember, I I just remember always seeing the cover art on, I think Netflix. Um, is where I always saw it, and it was always like in my queue, like, oh, I, I need to watch that. That looks like something up my alley, and it just, I just fucking never did. Yeah. So, same thing. First though. time watch for me, Chris. Not my first time watching it. Um, I saw it right when it came out. I actually waited to. I, I was, I was anticipating this movie. You were in line. I wasn't. I wasn't in line, but when at it, the Walmart. <laughs> I mean, when it came out in the in the video stores, like I was. I was ready to rent it, like because I had seen the key, the key art, the artwork, and I really loved it. And I knew it was going to be like this, like seventies throwback, satanic panic, you know, or like satan, like a uh, uh, satanic cult, you know, kind of movie. And I was like, yeah, man, I want to see some shit like that. So uh, I was excited to see it uh, back in two thousand nine. Mike, no, I I hadn't even heard of this film. Like this was one that must have completely like went off my radar because. First time, yeah, this is the first time I'd ever heard of the title. And then, like, seeing the director and everything, like, it, I was, it, then it became like a, how come this skipped my radar? Like, I know a lot of these guys' movies. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I've seen VHS, I've seen those films. Like, why, how did that, how, how did I miss it, really? Um, but uh, I'm glad that this got picked because uh, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I will talk about it because this is a review <laughs> show. I will discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also discuss <laughs> that too. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird, it's a weird thing that I just, yeah, it's a, it, I never got around to it. So finally getting around to it and getting to watch it here. Um, one of the things that was brought up earlier, and I wanted to get back into it, and I think this is a perfect pl- uh place for it because we don't have uh, plots with Mike because Daniel stole his job. Um, and that is talking about the, it's uh, considered mumble gore. It's called is- mumble gore, but that's like a, like a sub genre of a sub genre. What? So yeah. there's a, there's a genre called mumble core, right? And it's a, it's a, it, it was kind of had its heyday, like maybe like late nineties, early, like two thousands. There are a lot of films that have this style to it. Um, Anybody seen the movie Slacker? Yeah. Okay, so Slacker is considered like that's it, it it's like before the heyday of Mumblecore, but like a big influence on it, right? So like the dialogue is going to be very very natural. It's going to be like almost like improvised, like when you're watching it, you're kind of like is this like were this was it was there even a script or are they just going off of like this is a plot. This is what you're going to be doing. They'll talk about things that really have nothing to do to further anything, but it it gives it a sense of realism to it that um, gave it the name Mumblecore because, you know, people would mumble and they would leave it in <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. So there are other films like it and a lot of the names of the people that are in this film, people like Greta Gerwig who just won an Oscar and were maybe nominated. Did she win it? Uh, she wasn't. She might, they might have won for something for Lady, Lady Bird. Bird yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So Lady Bird is where people would know Greta Gerwig from. But she was also in a film called uh, Francis Ha, which was directed by Noah Baumbach and... That is also considered a, a classic mumblecore film. I was even um, reading Clerks is considered. Yeah, right. Uh, so like it, yeah. it, it definitely has seems to have its influences in those early '90s films that made a big splash because they were made with very very low budgets, mm-hmm. and as a result, the dialogue tended to be. It almost seemed like it was improvised. Like people didn't even like mistakes were left in because what are you gonna do? It was sixteen million dollars. You know, you're using sixteen millimeter, and you only have like you know seven thousand dollars. True. Yeah. You know, you don't have time to like keep doing takes. Well, Slacker definitely yeah. represents that because it's like 
they're just fo- it's basically they're just following people around in Austin. Essentially, right? yeah. that's exactly all they do. And you and you wonder even like I mean, is it just a bunch of people? Kids kind of has that feel to it sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. Like that idea of like you're watching it and you're like, like did they just like film a bunch of kids on a street? Like this is. But uh, you know the same. These films are also known for having very very small micro budgets um, attached to them. Like gotcha. a million dollars, yeah, under a million. Sounds like yeah. you just uh, you yeah. describe you describe the genre of indie film. Yeah, no, not necessarily because there are <laughs> that's the that's the point. That's the problem I take with this is that a lot of the things, the characteristics they're describing, I'm like, I watch those movies every day. They're, yeah, they're but, called B movies. Like they pretty much like yeah. I mean, we even trilogy of terror. We were questioning if there was improvised shit in it. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of well, I think it's more along the lines of like a tone and a feel. I don't think it's necessarily like, yeah, but but the tone of this film is so obviously like 70s inspired horror film. Right, I understand that, but I'm not. That has nothing to do with the fact that this still just falls take, into the subgenre. Yeah, this take, is clearly I, a subgenre. I that take exists. problem with like with I don't know. I always get irritated when I learn about new subgenres that were like invented for one or two films. I'm like, so that's well, kind of why I was trying to look. Is like, where did it originate? It says it originated in France in the '60s. So it, it you know, that the the style okay. goes back to that. Okay, but I I, I agree with you. It's like. Somebody made like an indie run and gun film and didn't have a script at all or much of one to speak of. And they're like, yeah, that's like a mumblecore film. It's like mumblecore. Is it or is it just a film that was made poorly? But what what I'm saying, but anytime something like that happens and then five other films come out that use that exact same style, like they're obviously shooting to do it. You know, something's moving. Like, for instance, like Lena Dunham is in this film as a 911 operator, right? But she did Tiny Furniture, which is also considered like a classic mumblecore film. Like, just a bunch of kids. It's not really big of a plot going on. They're talking and they're going through their days. You so know? some kids went to film school and they learned <laughs> about the French, the French version of this, and they're like, "Let's bring and it then, back." And yeah. then they they screened their film, and someone's like, oh, "I don't get it." And their and their their out was, "Oh, it's mumblecore. It's a French thing. You probably yeah. don't know because you're not uh, sophisticated." Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it clearly exists and it does have a quite a history actually at this point. So I can't knock it too hard. But I d- I did laugh when I was reading the characteristics. I'm like, it just sounds like a poorly made B film. Like it doesn't sound like <laughs> it was like specifically made to make a point about something. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, you know, I, I definitely think that they were trying to do it because if you look at the list of films, you're like, Oh yeah, that was a hot indie hit at the time. Oh yeah. That was a hot indie hit at the time. Like there's so many of them. Like, and apparently there's, there's one, there's a segment in VHS that's like this, but I don't remember. Hmm. I can't think of which one it is. Mm-hmm. I also think that this movie. I also feel like this movie, like the the performances, like I don't. I never got a vibe that it was off the cuff in this movie. I just I, I didn't get a good performance vibe from the actors in general in this. Well, movie. That... that might have to do with what you're talking about, though the 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 the, the improvisation of the mm-hmm. of the dialogue. Well, now you're just talking about like. Um... David Lynch does that in his films. He has a whole bunch of random shit that just, it's seemingly innocuous conversations that don't mean anything. So is he mumblecore then? Mm, Interesting. I mean, I guess you could try to make that, that, that argument. I'm not saying like yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm being trying, attacked right? for like, like, no. bringing up a thing that actually no, exists. You're well, it's because you have to you're the it. resident expert it's in the room, because, so you, we're the one we're attacking. It's because obviously Mumblecore came out with Gen Xers, who is is in charge of Mumblecore, and <laughs> you're the only Gen Xer here. So <laughs> Maybe that's true. It's, that's why it's you your have fucking to, fault. That's yeah. why you have to defend it. Your stupid it. generation <laughs> had to make this. <laughs> I think a lot of these people are 
millennials. I don't think I don't think Greta Gerwig is my age. She's probably like I know we shouldn't speculate. Okay, fair. we shouldn't speculate. She's sixty-eight. She's <laughs> 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Anyway, late start. I think most of these people are younger than so, me. So, so this movie does fall into this genre, or Ty West was aiming to shoot a film in this style. Yes, is what it was yes. kind of what we're getting back to. Right. That yeah. that horror film started taking on. This and then some clever asshole said, "Well, mumble gore." Yeah, it's a horror. It's a subgenre of horror because yeah. we need more of that. Like so, <laughs> subgenres so, of so, subgenres. So in our it, world. it does. So it mumble is gore. Mumble gore is supposed to feel like natural, like the dialogue in someone's fucking nor- normal day, and then the weird shit just happens. Is that? It's it's just a horror film framed it's around like the aimless. same yeah structure as one of those types of films. Yeah, those dramas. Who thought that was a good idea? Ty West. No, I mean, I, he can't be the... Clearly a few people no, because they've created say, a subgenre he's, he's, of a subgenre. He, he, can't be like, he can't be the first person to do this. No, so. he's not. Clearly no no he's one's not. saying that he was yeah. the first person. No, no, but uh, that's that's what I mean. Like, I, 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 again, who thought mixing this with horror was a good idea? Uh, I don't know. What, what I'm saying is, is that... Hmm. I'm not saying that he created it. You're right. But yeah. he runs in the same circles. Like, all these people that I mentioned... Yeah. Like, in this, like, Noah Baumbach and... Uh, who's a, another one that's a big they one? They all got um, names like they, they do mumblecore films, yeah. too. Real yeah. snooty names. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like just, there's no, like, Frank. Yeah, like, they're <laughs> all just sitting at a coffee no. shop talking about their next film. Even Woody, uh, Woody Allen's film, Manhattan, yeah. is listed as a mumble... Yeah. A mumblecore film. A right. mumblecore film would be the horror version of that. It's just a horror yeah. version <laughs> Which of is... That. What is the horror? Which is fucking this probably the his other film, The Innkeepers. Yeah, like, I like they've maybe, made a few. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. And, and all I'm saying is like he and and also Joe Swanberg is also like a guy he worked with. I think on VHS. Okay. And um, he like did a shit ton of t- these types of films. It sounds like just a way to make your indie film sound more interesting. Instead of just saying, I made a horror movie. Oh, I but made like, a, a mumblecore horror movie. Yeah, if you're into mumblecore, dude, I'm I'm where it's at. I'm the Wes Anderson of fucking mumblecore. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> other mumblecore films listed here. Baghead from 2008. Uh, you're Next, VHS, is listed in there. The Sacrament, which was a Eli Roth Presents film, also directed by Ty West. And uh, Creep, which was kind of like an indie Creep, yeah. hit. Yeah. yeah, I saw that was Creep is the only one that I knew. It's a newer one. It's the yeah. newest one on the list. And, but but oh, that's because well, you're also, next. also yeah, you're uh, next. That was big. What's his name that did that film? Uh, the Duplass Brothers. Okay, like those are Jay they Duplass, also yeah. do like mumble mumblecore movies. Mumblecore. What about like Rubber? Would that be like a mumblecore movie? No, because that's like surrealism. <laughs> okay. He's probably my favorite wizard, though. Mumblegore. He's like the one guy. He's like the, the guy at Hogwarts, like no one likes. Yeah. Oh, man, I got pro- fucking Professor Mumblegore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you got Professor Mumblegore for fucking horticology? <laughs> All right, guys. Teaches the for- most boring wizardry class. <laughs> for alchemy, did you? Account- ah, accounting shit. for wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Mumblegore. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about. I just want to say Mumblegore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll I think we covered that one. We'll talk this one to death. <laughs> <laughs> more about House of the Devil. Uh, Megan, how am I going to afford all this stuff? I'm. You're going to be fine. It's going to work out. It's easy for you to say. You're not the one with $84 in a bank account and a check to write on Monday. It's so weird and annoying the way that guy stood you up today. I know. You're gonna find something, okay? You know what you should do? 
You should go around campus and rip down all of the other posters he put up, and then nobody else calls him. How do you like them apples? That's good payback, right? And we're back. Talking about House of the Devil or playing games on her phone. One, one or the other. I hope you win, Mike. Um, <laughs> so the movie opens uh, and we find out that our main character, Samantha or Sam or Sammy, whatever you want to call her. Okay. Um, she needs some, she, she, she needs some moolah because she wants to move into her own place because she has a lame college roommate who's always banging it out with her boyfriend. Sock's always on the door. Sock, sock is always, always on, on the, the door. door. Dirty ass sock, too. Yeah. Gross looking sock. I saw that sock on a door. You don't, you don't put a, a clean. You don't put a clean sock on the door. That's a, that's ridiculous. I feel like, disgusting. No, no. I feel like you put a clean sock on the door just to be. That's courty. That, that's the courteous courty. Yeah. That's courty. That's courty right there. <laughs> you don't want somebody grabbing that cum sock. Yeah, dude. Jesus. No, he's right. You don't Who want. Who does that? Who does that in college? <laughs> At th- by that time, you've learned. You know what? I can just masturbate and just like clean. I don't up. need to use the sock. I don't need to yeah, use I the just sock. let it. I don't <laughs> need to hide anymore. Yeah. Put a black light in here. I think it's a surprise. Nothing nobody. suspicious about a sock on your dick. <laughs> She's banging. Yes, her roommate is. Yes, yes. And so she wants to get her own place. Essentially, so she needs money, and she uh, answers a uh, help wanted ad, basically for a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she is waiting for him. Right. Yeah, he calls and says, "I'll meet you outside of the stu- the student fa- uh, and faculty center, or whatever." Yeah. And and uh, she goes and lays on the steps for I like, do like five minutes. Y- yeah. It is like five minutes. I do like that. I do. Um, I do like that shot though, a lot. It's framed very well. There's a lot of good shots. Yeah, we should know. get to the yeah. that, definitely the technical. the technical. I think we should talk about it too. But yeah. I agree that shot is. Uh, I just is that's, for some reason that shot stuck with me. So I mm-hmm. just thought I'd mention it now. Cool. Too. Okay. Yes, and I agree with you. Thanks for fucking letting me do that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. So she yeah she she basically responds to this ad and the guy is supposed to pick her up and he doesn't. And then she goes back to her uh, her room where her her roommate is not banging. Yeah, they're done banging. They're, done, ba- they're done banging this Post time. bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, she's told them that she also has a message, and it's the creepy guy who mm-hmm. wants her to babysit. So uh, she when does she hang, when does she hang out with her friend? She goes to the room, sock on the door. She finds the babysitting thing, tries to call, doesn't work out. Goes back to the room. The dude gives her a weird look. She goes, has pizza with a friend, comes back to the room, and that's when she has a missed call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a question I have. During that pizza scene, uh, Megan's character says that the pizza tastes really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always wonder, like, okay, you're an independent film. You go into a guy's you know, establishment. And you say, hey, man, thinking about showing your, uh, your establishment. Do you mind if we use your location? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, man, that'd be great. Why don't you put the sign up? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, the only the, the line that is said after they've seen the movie is, "Man, this pizza tastes like shit." Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think that like people that own these p- establishments are like, "Fuck, man, I didn't know they were gonna say my pizza yeah. is shit." That's like that's I don't know that's that's a fun that's a funny jab at them I guess for Maybe them they, be yeah. opening up their 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 place of business. Like, hopefully they change the, the best name. pizza ever. Uh, you know, hopefully in the film they change the name of the pizza place at least. I, I imagine they did, but still, like what. What benefit is it to the location other than like, hey, man, now I can say that my pizza place was in this movie. Right, right. Yeah. And then they're the not line going, they're that not describes tell anyone the place is that the pizza tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a weird thing. I'd that, be very disappointed. I had, so I wanted, I don't know how to segue into this, but like as we're going Go on, ahead. so the, the 
I, I do want to say when I was watching this movie and I texted you guys, like I was I was slowly editing this film, like re-editing this film in my mind. And we're in the intro and I wanted to point out something that I kind of felt like um, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that I feel like are either unnecessary or misplaced in terms of the cut. And like I kind of felt like the intro of her looking at this house, like, I mean, quite honestly, it served real no genuine purpose, I feel like, for us to see her mm-hmm. looking at the house. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, other than to create uh, a reason for her to walk back to her 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 campus so we can have a montage of credits. Like I kind of felt like this movie would have actually worked a little bit better if it opened at the pizza shop. Like her talking to a friend about this cool place she found. Yeah. And talking about, you know, oh there's this I found this babysitting gig thing. I should, you should call up on it or something like that. Like it, what I, it I don't know, like don't you think like show don't tell? probably a better it sets up the fact that what? she's strapped for cash and that she she wants to move into her own place yeah. but she ain't got no money and so she's just taking whatever gig she can get so she can get into right, this but... place and d wallace is you know in it so yeah, they wanted we, to we had to put d wallace in it. <laughs> no uh, no i think what you're saying is like okay why didn't it start with like them in the pizza place and her just describing the fact that she wants a house yeah i, I kind of feel like that's exposite like that's like now you're going into like the realm of exposition versus but filmmaking. Here's the thing: there's a reason I, w- I would want to do that though, okay. because if I'm looking at this film and I'm looking at it from like the director's standpoint, he's obviously he's shooting in 16 millimeter. Um, you know, it's a little more dialogue heavy of a script. He's obviously trying to pay homage to mm-hmm. um, horror films of the 70s and oh, the early absolutely. 80s. Absolutely, uh, that that credit roll is just the credit roll classic. Is, is, yeah, I feel I feel like that credit roll, if it had like a slow piano, would be like right up there next to Exorcist in terms of like an opening credit roll mm-hmm. or something. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, so he he's clearly trying to kind of pay this pay this homage to this, and I feel like exposition is like. That's a that's a staple of seventies horror films, right? It's like more dialogue heavy, more descriptors mm-hmm. leading into it. So I feel like if you were to me personally, if I was trying to 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 make like a real true call to these films, then I probably would have a script that's a little more dialogue heavy, it's more tell don't show type of thing. Mm-hmm. And and it would also, I feel like, play a little bit better to the indie film kind of idea of it where it's like, well, we don't have a budget for multiple locations, so we're kind of trying to yeah. keep this close we're together. We're to keep this in a pizza place. And that's kind of how I how I looked at this film as I was watching it. Very I was watching house it. Of the devil. I was watching it with the mindset of like, okay, I'm watching uh, a seventies horror film. That's uh-huh. kind of how the guy's going for. So that's kind of how I was framing my experience as I was watching it was like, well, you didn't quite he he didn't quite hit it, I feel like mm-hmm. his I think his goal of paying homage. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I can, uh, I can, I can I, accept that. I, I mean, just felt like it was. That's not Mumblegore. <laughs> that's true. It's now, I didn't know gore. about Mumblecore or Gore, you know, beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I could be all completely off yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just felt like it was just. They were trying to give us some kind of character development, yeah, like with, with this, mean. you know, like her interacting with D. Wallace. Yeah. But, you know, they kept feeding things that I was like, yes. how does this come in? Like, D. Wallace goes, you remind me of your daughter. I'll waive the fee. Blah, blah. Right. I'm like, why? Like, I mean, like, all of a sudden you just feel this weird connection to her, but it never goes anywhere. Exactly. D. Wallace never comes back into the picture. Mm-hmm. She never, you know what I mean? Like, so. Like weird why, comments about wh- other people looking at it. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is. And then the fucking title card. That's the thing that irritated me. The title card as she's walking away, House of the Devil. It's like, oh, okay, so this is the house. This is going to be something. And then, like, we never go back to that house. <laughs> That's like, yeah, it's true. I, it's true. All right, I did think, I did think that too in the beginning. I was like, oh, this, she's gonna buy this house, she's gonna move in, 
and it's going to be haunted. There's going to be some shit's going to go down by the dishes, devil. Dishes are going to fly. <laughs> you know, cabinets are going to open and close. I mean, you could have just you could have kept the satanic yeah. cult aspect and just like well at that same house, but then yeah, it's just kind of like a throw. It feels like a throwaway. I have honestly. a theory. I have a theory, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm just going to throw it out there anyways. Okay. Like. When when we finally get to the house that she's supposed to be babysitting at, which is this beautiful Victorian Gothic style mm-hmm. house, um, I thought to myself, with a southwestern he, theme, but he fuck, I thought to myself, <laughs> Ty West probably stayed at this house and was like, I need to make a movie here, and then oh, create, and then created yeah. like this whole story around this house because there's so many unutilized mo- like other set settings that they could have had like we never go to the graveyard until the very end mm-hmm. like they just show it in passing i'm like we could have seen we could have had more go down there but like we pretty much only stay in this house once we get to the house so pretty much yeah yeah so i don't know i just felt like to me that felt like again confusing a little like it was like maybe it was driven the film was driven specifically because of this house was available this location was available so to shoot at i i, w- I would I, w- I would tend to agree with that if it wasn't for the fact that the before they even get to by the time they get to the house i did like a running time check on this and it's like 40 minutes into the film yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where i'm like okay this was your there. only location you're like and you're like all right this is a beautiful house. I'm just going to shoot this whole thing in this crazy looking house. I would think it would spend more time there, but that's really like the other, just the other half of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, half true. the film right. is taken up her actually just trying to get to the house. I mean, even yeah. to the point where now there is one section where I also agree with, with Kyle on that I felt like, what was the point of him standing her up the first time? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the point of that? Like, it, you know, she falls asleep on the thing and yes, great shot. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, like what was the point? What's what's represent? Need? Like so, I, that was the one thing with this film, definitely, where I was like a little weirded out, kind of like, all right, man, like we just spent forty five minutes, like <laughs> her trying to even get to be the well, be the babysitter. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wondering if it was like the whole speech that again, this is kind of jumping to the end, but the where the, the he gives. Um, the satanic old dude gives at the end where he's like, you're the chosen one. Like, yeah, I thought it had something to do with that. Maybe. Uh, I, I do think that that has some, like something about that first babysitter. Yeah. That doesn't work. I out. Mean, we'll, and we'll get to it. Like we're like jumping around now, yeah. but yeah, just going back to like, I understand where both of you guys are coming from. Like, and I do think that like maybe the low budget of this play, some part maybe it's a million dollars yeah, though. I guess you're right. <laughs> like it's the budget was a million dollars. Yeah, it's not <laughs> and they had well, budget. But that, but keep in mind they also shot on sixteen millimeters, so that eats up a uh, fuckload yeah, of budget. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Yes, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, let's yeah, go so, on. So next, so, let's go. but basically what happens next is uh, Sam and her friend is it Megan? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so Sam and Megan, um, they 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 they're gonna go check out this babysitting gig, mm-hmm. and they go to the house. That's where we're at now. And Megan has has on the way shown her that she ripped down all the other flyers so mm-hmm. th- to make sure that Samantha would get the gig, like doing the babysitting job. Good friend. Yeah. Really good friend. <laughs> Megan hey, is a very good friend. Yeah, she in gets this. hers. <laughs> she does. And yeah. that's uh and this is an and this that's is the interesting one scene, too. Right? They oh. show up and like obviously Megan immediately is like, This is a bad fucking idea. Yeah. I mean that hard candy looks like it tastes like but shit. But she does eat the hard candy. And that's another weird shot too, because they make it play it off almost like the candy is gonna have some like a side effect. Yeah, like the yeah. candy is gonna kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like because they pay yeah. a lot of attention to the bowl. It's it seems like a misdirect almost. Yeah. That's a lot of what's going on in this movie, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, because you're like sitting there like, all right, so she's gonna die. 
this candy's gonna be poison. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm also thinking, like, why is she eating a candy in this weird ass fucking place? Mm-hmm. Looks like my grandma's. I wouldn't, bowl. I wouldn't eat candy in that house. Absolutely not. You know that candy's like 25 years old. No idea. Yeah. You, you see like a For lot real, of visitors dude. showing they don't, up. They don't there. make that candy anymore. <laughs> that, yeah, she's <laughs> going after those. And she's like, they're like little butterscotches, like the shit your grandmother used or to like have. Like the little strawberry <laughs> candies that had like the jelly inside. Yeah, or something. Oh, those are it's good. all the shit candy. I don't know why she's so. You know, <laughs> those no, are good. Those aren't shit. Taking a big yeah. risk. Here. <laughs> those are good candy. <laughs> it's old people Some candy. Some Werther's sure. Originals priced yeah. in there as well. Uh, but yeah, she's not comfortable with this house. And then we also, I think at this time too, find out that it's not a child that she'll no. be babysitting, that it's uh, a, 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 a grandmother. An elderly woman. Mm-hmm. An elderly woman who's really doesn't need to be taken care of at all. No. Yeah. Which is, a, yeah, that's the thing that's so weird about all of this is that he, and, and it obviously sets off a shit ton of red flags. Like, yeah. somebody, hey, so by the way, not a kid. And uh, B, I just need to stay here. Can't tell you why. Yeah. You won't even have to do anything. Woman's upstairs. She can totally take care of herself, which, mm-hmm. again, then why do you need me here? And here's uh, quadruple <laughs> the money that yeah. I was going to pay you. And I'll pay you whatever. <laughs> Fucking here's, yeah. Here's yeah. like four and Here's my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife's very paranoid, he keeps saying. My wife is a very paranoid yeah. person. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, like, I guess, like, you could justify it that way, yeah. you know? It's, I mean, you mean you could, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, and and Megan all the while is still just like, dude, this is like, the, yeah, this is a, it's a trap. Yeah, but yeah. Also, <laughs> going back to Megan, what I thought like <laughs> they were trying to give her some character <laughs> development too by like showing that she's like a rich kid, like or trying to project that she's a rich kid. She's Who's a that? Rich, Megan. Like they uh-huh. they try to set her up like that. And I was that was another thing. I was when like, why do, do we that? need? Dude, like in the beginning when she says, I don't have money, oh. she says, my dad will take care of it in the car. Or right. when she says, you don't know about rich people, they're weird too because my you haven't met my family. Like, yeah. They make this a point to be like part of her character, but I just don't know why. Yeah. Um, I mean, it didn't, I mean, it was just like a little bit of a layer. I didn't really mm. see her, it being like, she could have been rich, she could have been poor. Yeah. I mean, I guess they pay attention, they pay, they obviously draw your attention to it, but maybe it could have been some, something they felt like in a script, like, Mm-hmm. Well, this explains why she would feel weird about this. Gotcha. Yeah. I just I don't know why that they that that had to be like a kind of like a like this is who I am. This is who my character is. Like yeah. I don't know why we needed yeah. to even really know that. You know, yeah. but it doesn't matter. I just well, was trying to give a little like you extra. Don't know to why her. it's all set up for the next thing that happens. Basically, Megan says I'm out of here. Yep. And uh, um, that Sam true. says I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay. And so Megan drives off. And then what happens, Chris? What happens is a scene that I forgot about, actually, and she basically pulls up next to the cemetery, I believe, Yeah, and she tries to light a cigarette, and the creepiest bearded dude like leans in the window with a Zippo lighter and is like, here, you need this? That's much safer. And I'm like, yeah, at this point, I think I'd be hitting the gas, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Megan is real bold here, and especially the way that whole scene progresses, because yeah. it's one more creepy thing. And her attitude about it is not, I got to get the fuck out of here. Her attitude about it is, I'm going to stick around and like, question and interrogate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, where did you come from? Why are you here? Uh, sure, I'll use your lighter. Sure, yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's just, just a weird kind of like thing. And the guy keeps throwing up more and more red flags until it's too yeah. late. I like how you said that he's like creepy because I, when I saw the guy, all I could think of is like a kid I went to high school with <laughs> that like wore khakis every day with white Velcro shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and just wore a trench coat. You know what oh, I mean? Like, one yeah, of those kids. I got you. 
Yeah, but at the same time, it's leaning in your look. window, being a, yeah. a looking maniacal in a sense, like just kind of like asking really intrusive questions. Mm-hmm. Like, well, are you, you the babysitter? Or... Yeah, and and yeah. then and then what happens is the I, answer I, something is yes. I forgot about. Something I forgot about is no, I'm not the babysitter. And then he blows her head off in the car, and it's like actually a very awesome yes. shock, kind of shocking scene. It's yeah. the only shocking thing in this movie, but <laughs> like. I, I... I'm trying to wrap my head around just the the physics here of this scene. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this because it's like okay, she takes off from the house, she cruises down for a while, she pulls off into a random cemetery. This guy is seemingly he was either a following her from the moment she left the house or was just at the cemetery, but we don't see his car, so we don't know yeah, if he right. was following her. So he just randomly appears, randomly has a question about her being a babysitter. And then shoots her. Like, what was his point? Yeah, what 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 was the point? I mean, of him I get being the there, I get the motive being like, well, you're probably supposed to pick her up. We don't want you showing up randomly. I got to take care of this. But how did he even? He, I have no context I, around how he knew that she was going to be picking. Oh, I know, picking up the main girl later. So it's just like a random. I kind of put I, no. I kind of put this together um, at the end of the film when it turned into what I thought was a pretty obvious. Like it felt like at the end of this film, when everything starts going down, it takes a very Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe to it. Like how the action plays out and how the camera work works, and the, even the the roles that people play. I like I got a very Texas Chainsaw like the family chasing after the girl who just got out of the chair. Right. So I almost took it as that guy's like he's like the 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 Leatherface who they they're like hey. She brought a friend with her. Go take care of the friend. Bring it back yeah. to the house because the body's back in the house. Yeah. Afterwards, so I feel like they sent him out. Yeah. To, to, I think they did. Yeah. Maybe but I don't know who why he was talking to when he went upstairs because yeah. the wife was not upstairs clearly. So maybe he was talking to but that hold guy. On, hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. Like to Kyle's point. Like let's why, talk why about. Why she pull over? I don't know. How does he know he's going to pull over? She's not. He's not going to chase her down on fucking foot if she's in a car. I think yeah. two. Do you really think he knew that that was Megan? Because when he at, he only shoots her because she says, no, I'm not the babysitter. As if, like, all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait, if you're not the babysitter, then you're somebody that could be a threat to this whole plan. I'm going to blow your fucking head off. Which he does. Mm-hmm. So, like, a part of me is kind of like, yeah, how's this plan going to work? If it's like you said, and, it, and he's the leather face, yeah. right? And the family is like, hey, I need you to tie up a loose end. Like, his plan is what? Yeah, I know what I'll do. I'll just, just stand wait. on the side of the road, <laughs> hope that she pulls over for some random reason, See, like I can't light a cigarette. Here's my thing. And then I'll blow her. I think, like, I think oh. he followed her in a car behind her without the headlights on. Very, very again, very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I'm just putting this okay. in there. I think that's I'm adding, the But why, why does he ask if he's the babysitter? Because, because then he doesn't have a plan. Because if he never saw which, if he never saw them, he and he doesn't know which one left. Maybe the like the other one stayed. Like he's just double checking his work. Here's what I think it was. I he think want to ruin it. Yeah, it's something like what you said. But I think what it was because let's th- another thing we haven't discussed. This film takes place in like the 80s. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So there's no cell phones. Yeah. Mm-mm. So we're not living in this world anymore. Yeah. So if he's out there, it could have been something along the lines of like, okay, hey, so if the babysitter says no to us, I need you to like bring her back here. Like, and I think mm. that that's why he was out there because they had a like a plan set up already. Like, hey, it's a really very real possibility that this girl, once I tell her, hey, this is a babysitting gig, and hey, I'm having you look after my mom, mm-hmm. they might just say no. And in that case, they're gonna have to leave, right? But if she's the chosen one, you but can't if she's the let her one, leave. I can't shoot her. Can't let her leave, right? Yeah. So when he realizes, like, the girl comes by and he's like, hey, and he's doing this whole plan, and then realizes she's not the babysitter, then he's like. 
oh, wait, if you're not the babysitter, I just can't have you leave anyway. So and he blows her fucking yeah, head off. It has to be something That's like that. That's the only well, thing yeah. I could factor I also, like, how that you know, worked bad, out. Bad on Megan to just be, be to just take that question with an earnest response. Are you the babysitter? No. You always answer yes. And it's just like... You always answer yes. My response is, are you the babysitter? Like, the fuck are you talking about, babysitter? <laughs> it's like, it's like, in like Ghostbusters. who are you? When somebody asks you if you're <laughs> the key master. Say yes! <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Same um, damn thing. And I also want to talk about... And, I don't know if I should bring this up now or later. Well, where are we at in the story? We're right now, Megan's dead. Ma- Megan's Megan dead. getting shot, but I want to she talk about blown up. this gun. Yeah, that like yeah, the hand cannon. I mean, literally <sighs> blows her face Clean right off. off. Yeah. yeah, like just. I mean, it like it she falls shot. down. It's a great shot. Um, and it comes out of nowhere. I love how fast it is. It's just like, are you babysitter? No, boom. It's done. the fastest like... thing in this film. <laughs> <laughs> So so okay so then so, that happens and we'll you're, get back to this and, gun and, too and then you cut then don't <laughs> yeah. we cut back into the house and what she's doing which is not much honestly no like, no then she's you, sitting around this is, yeah this this actually was another, this is one of the scenes that I actually um, I think I disliked the most was um, you know from a character from a character development aspect the next thing we see is this woman basically just rummaging through this fucking house and I get it it's a creepy family weird vibes whatever but it's just like. I don't know. noises and stuff coming from upstairs and she just she yeah she just starts going through You're every single crevice of that house also missing the like the the full on dance montage yeah well no that happens after she rummages she rummages the house once and then she dance montages her ass to that house again <laughs> and like I think from my from my aspect, if I was re-editing if I was re-editing this film, I actually would have omitted that scene of her rummaging through the house because. I now know that she has some semblance of a basic blueprint of the home, which takes some of the uh, urgency and dread away from the chase scene at the end because then she kind of knows how to get around the place. Whereas if if she didn't do that, it would she'd be she'd be flying blind while she's getting chased to his house, and then you could have a better scare, which is a reveal of the original family that's in there because that scene is just useless. It shows us it's not a scare in any way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I, I feel like. Are you talking about the dead bodies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I was like. I feel like that she, scene I was, like, was wasted. Open, I said she didn't even open the door. Yeah, that 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 <laughs> surprise was completely wasted. It would have been better if during the chase yeah. she discovers it, and it's just another way to amp up the horror. What she never, she never she never <laughs> finds that. Yeah, she never finds it. We only no. the audience knows that it exists. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, what's the point of that? I just for, I forgot about that until you just brought well, it up. Well, to tell you a little bit about yeah. the people that we think were living there <laughs> in that house. Like, yeah, but well, why yeah. not keep the, keep the mystery to the very end and then reveal no, that you thought right. what was you're going right. on was going on the whole time? I like the idea again. Like Sally and Texas Chainsaw running around the house and finding dead bodies. You know, yeah. like it's uh, it like, makes it more chaotic. It makes it, it, it we. we we believe the characters like fear and confusion and fright that even more because she's we're on this fucking journey with her. Whereas right now it's like we have we hold as the audience member we hold all the cards, so we know we know what's going down in this house so, and 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 her being her just running around randomly feels for me it felt less threatening. I I kind of disagree. Like okay. I didn't have a problem that I as an audience member knew about the danger in the house where she clearly didn't. No, like, no, and no. I see, you know that from the beginning of the movie, there's going to be danger in right. the house. I mean, it's called, yeah, it's yeah, called, yeah, called House of the, the Devil. Devil. <laughs> if, if it's just her babysitting and then, you know, <laughs> finding a, a really risque magazine, <laughs> like, I think we're going to, it takes away from the, the title. But, um, no, I just like, 
For, I don't have a problem with that, like because I've seen plenty of movies like that. I think Hush is kind of like that a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's scenes in this where she clearly can't see the danger behind her because she's she can't hear, but um, and she can't speak. Well, that that I don't know if that's a right if that's a good comparison because that's a really unique it's a really really unique set of circumstances, and that is terrifying for the audience because right. because it's the exact same thing as Science of the Lambs when Clarice is flying blind and he's got fucking v- he's got and he's know, got night vision goggles but on. In in this, it's a case of her being completely innocent in this place. She hasn't found any of the danger that we know exists. Mm-hmm. Um. Like the only thing that I had a problem with, man, maybe going to Kyle's editing thing is like maybe I would have done the dance montage first and then the finding of the family second. Yes. Because when she starts dancing around, she's already a little suspicious and audited out by this place. Yeah. For her to be like, okay, I'm comfortable here, forget it, and I'm gonna dance. Yeah. I thought it would be more along the lines of like, man, this is an easy gig. She's dancing around and then find something and then gets more inquisitive. Right. But other than that, I didn't. I didn't really have a problem with the. I know about the danger and you don't. Oh no, it didn't bother me. Or and no, that didn't I understand bother what me. they were doing. I with think that scene. yeah, you're right. They, if they swapped it, it's like yeah, her guard. If she's suspicious, her guard would be up. She's not going to be like freely. She's not going to be dancing, dancing, having a good time. I, yeah, yeah. But and, I, and I knew she was going to knock something but, uh, over. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously, <laughs> she's jumping on couches. But I'm like, like, Jesus Christ, you're that, really that's a, that's taking a, liberties here. Think about that though. If they did that, that's a great segue into her exploring the house. Yeah, she knocks something over. She finds a bunch of weird she's pictures. Like, now I got to clean it. This looks fucking like who's this family? And then she kind of starts exploring the home, right? And kind of starting to put puzzle pieces together and then the shit hits the fan and it's just kind of correct it's like a, it, it's this movie <laughs> this movie felt like a roller coaster that never had a drop it's just <laughs> you're just going up and like it never has like this up and down like whoa something crazy okay now it's chill it's just kind of like a boring like <laughs> slow ride up God. which and the- then when you get to the top that's where you get off the ride it's just like oh which is, no in an odd way is weird because like payoff. that's exactly how creep is Creep is that film where it's like you start off being like this is a little strange, and then you ah he's all right, nah he's a little fucking weird, ah he's all right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it gets worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. to the point where you're just like okay this guy needs to get the fuck out of here this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. This film, it just like yeah it kind of felt a little off kilter. It doesn't have that same feel. This is more of like a consistent like. It's like taking a ski lift to the they top could, of the mountain and then taking a bus down. Yeah. The thing is, is yeah. they could have added so much more because you have the element of this creepy fucking grandma that's supposed to be upstairs. Mm-hmm. So the scares could have been amplified so mm-hmm. much more because there is supposedly another person in this house, but they never, they only like... They don't use it They don't well. use it until yeah. like, until the point where she... Uh, well, she she gets pizza delivered. The guy keeps insisting that you know the owner, supposed owner of the house who's hired her, keeps insisting that she orders pizza right. and the numbers on the fridge. And you college kids like pizza and all that shit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just a setup to find out that you know the pizza she orders is <laughs> drugged, yeah. and she ends up when she goes, she's going up to to up the stairs to uh, to see the grandma, right? And then before she gets to the door, yeah, that's yeah. when she starts getting all woozy and, right, and yes. kind of starting Which, to pass out. So, and I want to talk about that scene about when she finds out that the the pizza doesn't taste great. Yeah, because like I actually liked that scene a lot. That was an interesting way. You know, as an audience member, like why would the pizza taste like? You know, because she rinses out her mouth with the water, and mm-hmm. you can tell she's like, ugh. Like, you know? Yeah. And you know, as an audience member, you're like, yeah, uh, that pizza don't, uh, why does that pizza taste like that? Why are you freaking out? It's a subtle way to say that you know that it's drugged. Yeah. yeah. The uh, right. the thing that I remember from the pizza scene is when she's she's running around the house with a knife, yes. and then yeah. 
she, the the pizza comes and she takes the pizza and closes the door, and I'm like, who holds a pizza box like that? I don't yeah, care you how never s- turn a pizza sideways. How, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't care how, how, much how scared you are. That's <laughs> ridiculous. That pizza's ruined. At that and then, point. And I know. And then she opens the a box and it's like up. okay, and I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, don't trust that way. pizza. There's so many signs yeah. now. Yeah. That's lasagna. Yeah. They, that, that pizza had to have like a they, fucking concrete I, I crust. Honestly, <laughs> I honestly believe they could have in the beginning of this film when they sat her down and be like, hey, I need you to babysit. They could have said, listen, we're a Satanist cult. And we're gonna give you four hundred dollars to survive four hours, and I feel like she would have been like, "Cool, no. like what?" There's what so there's about? so many because there's so many goddamn red flags <laughs> about this job <laughs> that it's like you can hit her with a bus, and I don't feel like she would notice. <laughs> like it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's true. I mean it, that that is uh, <coughs> uh, unfortunate that she's so naive, but it's the '80s. So, so naive, Chris. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that from her point of view, if you were in that situation, you'd be as like. T- I mean, like, from my from my point of view, if it was me, first of all, like I would if, if I even if I even mustered up the the ability to be like, okay, this is fucking weird, but that's a lot of money. I'll take it. Like I would literally just sit on the couch. Th- that's true. I no, would literally just sit on the couch. No way, I'm not arms doing crossed. That. <laughs> yeah, and if I start hearing rumblings that are sounding tragic and terrifying, and I'll just be like, step out the front door. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> money down and walking away. Yeah. No. You there's know? there's Definitely the yeah I, yeah but that's a what pizza I mean. Man but I mean I don't with think with a gun. I, well, then I hope he kills me fast. Like the pizza guy, <laughs> if I was in that situation, I don't think I think like anybody. I don't think anybody would immediately think the pizza was drugged. The only reason you think that is because you're watching a horror movie yeah. and you're definitely looking for the big reveals. But in real life, if I'm in a house and somebody gives me money to watch it and it's a little creepy in there, um, yeah, I might be like even when I get creeped out call 911 and then realize like okay wait 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 nothing's going on this right. is fucking fine right. and then you get a pizza and it tastes weird I'm not immediately thinking they're drugging me like yeah. <laughs> I'm immediately yeah. thinking like that pizza tasted like man shit. I got a shitty batch of pizzas yeah. well there's a, sounds like a shitty batch of pizzas going around that town <laughs> yeah. so, it's all from the same shitty well, uh, pizza I'm not, joint I'm not ordering from this place what's the name Lucifer's that's an interesting <laughs> name for a pizza After, place. Uh, <laughs> Lucifer's brick oven pizza <laughs> <laughs> fire just right for you <laughs> Can we please make that a t-shirt? That's amazing. Can we please make that a t-shirt? Yes. That would be an awesome t-shirt. We we kind of d- skipped over the fact that there's a, a lunar eclipse happening yeah. all through. Yeah. Like, they keep talking about it throughout this well, movie. Because, I mean, we're going to do devil shit. There's got to be something with the lunar. I like that aspect of this film. I like that they incorporated that as part of the, you know, as part of the story. Same old shit. <laughs> Same old <Okay>. shit. <laughs> Same old shit. No, not not worth discussing. I okay. Guess. <laughs> Anyways. Same old shit. Well, because we're at we're at the point where she's drugged, and then the devil shit starts happening. So that's about an hour and thirty uh, minutes into the film. We no, got, this film is only about an hour. We, yeah, we got it's an I know. hour and ten minutes in, and yeah. she's waking. Now she's now coming now out she's of coming her out of it, yeah. uh, her drug induced <laughs> coma, and that is uh, <laughs> and that's that's when the tone of this film. Dude, I, immediately changes. I, yeah. I laughed so hard when she came to and she was tied down because all I thought was like, oh, it's like a Dio music video. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's That's like funny. an Seriously. 80s, 80s hair metal video. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then Cat Lady. We got Cat Lady coming out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what she looks like. I was trying to figure I was like, where's like, a fucking cat? There was like an like a like an 80s or 90s Beauty and the Beast live action yeah, movie. That's that was what it looked like. <laughs> You're looks- right. 
She looks like, yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, God. Who played the Beast? <laughs> I, I was don't know. I was, uh, Fabio? From, from no. Hellboy. Uh, yeah, from Hellboy. Oh, and, uh, Ron Perlman? Yeah, yeah Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman was oh, the Beast. Okay. <laughs> yes, you're and right. Linda I was Hamilton trying to put my beauty. finger on it. Who? It, what does this look like? Looks like a cat. <laughs> and I was like, really? Well, I was yeah. expecting like a witch. First of all, like when you open the scene, it's like, boom, heavy music. She's, you know, she's tied. There's a pentagram that's like chalked on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I, I like, I'm, I'm immediately thinking like, okay, I'm glad something's happening, but somehow it just got really cheesy. Like, yeah, man. Like, like the look of this set mm-hmm. looks really cheesy to me. It did. Yeah. It's the lighting. It's that grayish blue lighting with the, uh, the filter. And then also the thing that I kept on, like, I was like. That thing that got tied in her mouth is so fucking loose. Like you can tell <laughs> yeah. it's tied loose, so they can just take it out during cuts. Takes, yeah, yeah during takes. So they're like, yeah, we're not gonna well, tie the, it. The thing about the scene that I think I, it, it's funny that this is the only part of the film that I felt like wasn't shot on sixteen millimeter. I sure shit kind didn't like look video. like it. It looked like video yeah. in this, I mean, it this was. scene. Yeah, maybe it like it lost it lost that film charm and that film character to it. And I don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It looks like it was shot on some like early 90s like video technology yeah they got a fucking VHS in the fucking camcorder yeah I don't don't know if that is the case I would wouldn't why would they do that if they shot the whole movie in 16 why would they leave the last final Uh, grand scene you know what it honestly feels like it feels like they did this is what it feels like it feels like because this is a modern film obviously this scene feels like they did way too much post too much color correction to it I think that's what it is and it kind of uh Pulled away wait, wait, the what, film characteristics. What, 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 what we ta- we're not talking about the time where it goes we're almost monochrome. The, the, we're right? talking about the ritual, yes. the ritual scene when she's like tied down. That I, whole I scene. I took that as a stylistic thing. I didn't see that as. Oh, it's definitely a stylistic choice. Oh yeah, it oh, okay. is. It's not I an oversight not... on uh, yeah. by yeah, any okay. means. But I just wondered why it didn't. Like to me, it, it had it a video cheap look. To you, right? Now, yeah, it looked like a cheap set. I don't yeah. know. Maybe just the lighting style that they used. They used a very spotlit kind of well that and they 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 actively adjusted like the color palette of this scene. It went. It, it was a weird. It was a weird. And there's a couple moments in the shooting style of this film too, where it happens in in the earlier part of the film. But there's a couple moments where it does, and especially towards the end, where it does look like a made for TV movie. Just a couple moments. Yeah. I like, agree. Okay, I agree. maybe a couple like a, moments, like right. here and there, a couple I shots. I thought it the first time I saw it, and I thought it again this time. I was like, it, yeah, you're right. A couple of shots give it a very flat feel or something. Yeah. It doesn't have like the texture of the, the rest of the film had or the depth. Yeah, but, which, and, and it, the only reason I feel like we're bringing that up is because, I mean, it definitely plays as a strong negative in this film because the, this scene is supposed to be kind of like this crescendo of chaos, right? Yeah. And what and because I feel like because we're kind of taken slightly out of the film because of the some of the shots they chose to use or some of the ways they chose to, to present us with the, the visuals aspect of it, it almost makes it like feel less impactful. It's just like, okay, it just looks – now you just showed me like a really cheesy ritual scene like – Mm-hmm. Well, how the brown sp- cloaks and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. It, you know. No, well, that's where I got the. <laughs> I said, "Look, the video for Holy Diver from Dio." <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that the cat, the cat lady. I wasn't into that visual. Like, it just wasn't. That wasn't cool to me. Unfortunately, what I will say though is, once they start performing the ritual and they dump the blood in her mouth through the like the skull head and like they start doing that, like I. I liked the like the gore aspect of it. It definitely like grossed me out and made me feel weird. And then when she started getting the fl- vision flashes of, uh, I guess what, what who was that? that the was devil, the, the witch lady. Yeah, or the, 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 the cat okay. Lady. I think we can safely say she, I mean she's not the grandmother. 
Like no, it's, no, she. I'm pretty sure it's just a demon. Yeah, I think it's a, just a demon. Just this, uh, there's, it's the demon that's trying to be born into her. I'm guessing, like, because yeah, they're trying to impregnate her. They're definitely trying to impregnate her with some kind of weird thing. And I mean, it's called House of the Devil, so I have to imagine that's yeah, the devil. That that's and, like, and yeah, we could go into backstory and try to may- maybe this was a a, a previous victim. Who had grown That's old, what I was thinking because how often was this yeah. like full lunar eclipse thing happening? So I'm wondering if like oh if it's been X amount of years now it's like it's a chance to get you into a younger body so you can live longer that, on that's Earth. That's what I gathered by the end of this was mm-hmm. kind of like I think the devil is that this woman wasn't their mother but it was actually some sort of uh, like the last girl that they look for. Plus, you know what I'm gonna say? You know what I'm I'm gonna criticize the devil. If if that is the devil, he's really bad at like HR. You know, he's not recruiting the best. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, really, he really needs some, some needs real dimwits. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I mean, so you find out that they're all in on it, and they're all they need to do this sacrifice. Like, right. and she's apparently the chosen one. I don't, I didn't feel that throughout the movie Me that either. she was the chosen one, but they yeah. keep telling her she uh, she's is. She's the chosen one because she answered the call. Well, she, yeah, showed she was up. there. Well, yeah, <laughs> she exactly showed up. I, I actually think that that first the one he, he says when he stands her up the first time i think that explains the stand-up right mm-hmm. because um when she calls he makes mention to say yeah we had a really other girl came but she was very uh she was uh what 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 was the word he used delicious D- like disappointing or something like that or she wasn't a f- sufficient or she was really bad or whatever like right. he, basically it didn't work out now i didn't take that necessarily as um, she went to the house, realized she didn't want to do it, and left. Right. I kind of took that as I think that the devil gets a vibe when these girls are coming over, mm-hmm. and he's saying like that one, mm-hmm. like that's the body I want. Okay. Like I think that that first girl that showed up was killed by. You know, this is a moment where yeah. where where more exposition is better than none. <laughs> Really? I didn't have a problem with it. Like, I don't mind having to go back through the film and say, okay, that one weird scene where the guy's out on the road, okay, maybe this was part of a bigger plan. You start well, piecing things together. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this scene with this, the selection process, I guess. It's like, we're not, it, oh. it's fun doing, it's fun. It, it. I love a movie that I can go back and rewatch and I'm now provided more context mm-hmm. and I have more pieces of the puzzle. And at the time I finish it, I have a better picture of what I watch. And each time I watch it after that, it gets a little bit better and clearer. This film, I don't feel like they actually give us the puzzle pieces to to put together. Like, because there is such a total lack of exposition, there's nothing to pick up on later on a second viewing. Like, did you feel like you got a better idea of the film? Chris, the only person here who saw it yeah. twice. Yeah, I no, I, I don't think message wise, I took away anything different. I did take away more nuances of this mm-hmm. the, on the second viewing, like of the production part of it, and even possibly like some things that the characters are doing. But as far as like re or discovering new information that I didn't realize before, I don't think I really. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward by the end of it. Yeah. We know it's like. At the yeah. core of it, a girl shows up, and the devil tries to impregnate her body to become like a second coming, or to be born into. Yeah, and not only that, we've body. seen that 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 tale a million times yes. in a million other horror. That's films. like a lot of satanic I, yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's basically Rosemary's Baby, but okay. So yeah, Sam breaks free of this satanic ritual, and she goes on a killing spree. <laughs> yeah, she yes. fucks some shit up. 
which is pretty fun actually like because yeah. it's brutal and she's got a huge butcher knife and she's yeah. just fucking stabbing and like, slicing and, and there's some she parts where she could leave the house and her like I like that her decision is like nah I'm gonna go back in there and start killing some motherfuckers like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was kinda like alright okay I'm taking that um, the thing I don't quite understand and I see that you see this a lot in horror movies a lot sometimes is she kills the guy the guy has the gun still Right, mm-hmm. and this time he shoots her in the shoulder, but like apparently it's not powerful enough to blow off her arm or something because yeah, this is a, this the is gun a variable, suddenly variable power hand <laughs> yeah, cannon. There's a, there's a knob on the on the gun. Yeah, um, so uh, she takes a, a hit to the shoulder, and then she slits this guy's throat because he gets too close with a gun because that's what people with guns do apparently. Yeah, you get you fl- gu- guns are for close close yeah. uh, close quarters. You want to make sure you get them. Yeah. So, um, but <laughs> the weird thing is, like weapon. after this guy goes down. <laughs> The mother starts coming up the stairs. Well, she just stumbles right past the gun. For me, I'm immediately like, ooh, now I got a fucking gun. <laughs> yep. And I understand she's getting all weird and lightheaded because the devil's kind of taking her it's over flashing. at this point. She's like going right. in and out of this I'm possession I'm the state. fuck out of that gun. If I'm going to go and hold myself up into an attic, oh, I'm caking a gun. Caking a gun. Caking a gun. It's caking it. Taking a gun. Here's the other thing, too. Those flashes, I'm glad you brought those back up because I wanted to mention those, too. I don't know why with this with this one. I just thought it, for this movie it was very cheesy. It they didn't, did it too uh, much. They did it too, yeah. much. too much. It didn't have the Might impact have of things. like Exorcist does it does that. That's clearly what they're pulling this. Yeah, this, yeah. this inspiration from Exorcist does it well because it doesn't show you a lot. It doesn't show you a lot, and it's actually treated more like. Uh, something that's happening in the background behind characters and they don't realize what's happening so they don't realize the presence that's surrounding yeah. them yeah. and it creates more sense of dread. This one, it just hits it. It's, it's, it's it, bo- it holds too long on it too. It's like yeah, they it like does. just set this person up and like just maniacally laugh Shake and then we'll head just, and just cut go. to it. Shake your head and just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, see, but there were Im- some of the imagery that was creepy, I will say, but yeah. they did it too much to the point where yeah. it became not creepy anymore. Well, yes. But I also think they were doing a different thing than they were doing with The Exorcist. I sure. Think- I, they I, were using the like the more the more you started seeing those scenes, they were using it as a way to tell that the demon is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. That's how I looked at it's it. It's possessing her body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and they're doing that visually rather than you yeah. know necessarily that scene where she lifts up her shirt and you see all the that, veins like the veins shit. are kind of yeah. yeah, so yeah. spanning out. Question: What what happened to the wife's hair? Why was she, she wearing never had a wig? Any hair. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why, why she was why, wearing a wig. What was the point of that? I don't know what the character choice was. Was there on a wig. point of that? She just rips it off like looking at the moon and wah Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> another oh, I was like, oh shit, another twist. Here we go. We're gonna find something out. And yeah. it's like nothing. Oh, why like I feel like that's a weird like who cares? <laughs> I kind of I'm with you though. I like why show it if it doesn't mean something? Like yes. it says because that is a unique thing. Like you're showing, oh, is she so old that she has no hair, so she has to cover up cover up with yeah. a wig to make it look like she's younger? Like maybe was she the grandmother? I well, I, I no, I don't think she was the grandmother. No. I do I do think that it played a little bit into her character when she meets the girl for the first time. She starts talking about beauty and being young again, mm-hmm. mm. and maybe and here's another thing. Maybe this was again you could we can speculate that what what's in it for these people right. to resurrect the devil? If yeah. not, maybe to say, hey, I want my my youth back, or I want my leg to work again. That's what I was going to say because yeah. he does make a point to mention that, you know, like, he's sad that he, he's not what he used to be and his, he points to his leg basically, you know, and, and that must mean something. So yeah. maybe it is like they're going to get some youth 
like some kind of youth power from yeah. this. And it was uh, Steve power. was <laughs> the new after school program. The, the hate power. The hair didn't bother me as much as her turning her back on a person well, with a hair... knife well, and just like oh, no. being like, whatever. I'm sure she won't well, stab all me. The, I think I th- she found all the hair in the tub, though, right? That's right. So it's like, what happened to her hair? Was it the the ritual that she lost all oh, her hair? Oh yeah, I, yeah. Because I, mean, I assume yeah. that's the wife's hair in the yeah. tub. It has to be right. Yeah, and that has to be related to that in some way. Maybe they're aging rapidly because of something. Uh, you know what I took it as? I'll tell you what I took it as. I took it as that wasn't. Her, she took the hair from the woman that used to live there, and she had cut a wig and made it her own. Oh, that's what I took from it. But I don't know if that again. That's good too. I that's like good. that. Yeah, it'd be cool yeah. if they showed shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd, be, that'd be a fucking sick ass movie instead of a fucking girl walking around a house for two hours. So, so when when Sam cuts that dude's throat with that butcher knife, like when she swings around yeah, and yeah. fucking Steve? slices him, lucky shot. Tim. Yeah, what, yeah was, right? what was what was Steve getting out of this? What, what, he was he was part he was of the family. The he was I know. The son. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what was he going to ask for the devil the for? Some friends for doing their bidding? No, maybe, maybe, <laughs> a, maybe a fuller beard. Yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I wanted to be less awkward around I'm, women. Yeah, yeah. he's just he, to me, he wasn't a good. Like I never felt threatened by that dude. Even when he had a gun and he was like bearing her down, I was just like, "Ah, oh, he's such a stooge." <laughs> I don't know if it was just the actor or his look or whatever it was. I, I just didn't like it. It's yeah. just, yeah, he's just a henchman. He's not. Yeah, but yeah. no, there's nothing menacing or threatening looking about him. Well, and maybe I, that was he supposed blew to be a woman's face off. That was kind of enough for me. I was like, all right, maybe, like, well, maybe he's that's supposed vicious. to be. But he doesn't even seem vicious. Like, like even when he's delivering the lines, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. I'm not convinced. I yeah, don't know. I think there was there were moments when he's talking to Megan in the car, and I was kind of like, he gives a look, a look, and I'm like, oh man, this guy's fucking weird. Like, I thought the same thing with Creep. Like, Mark Duplass is just like a nice looking dude. Like, <laughs> I want to hang out with that guy. And but like in that film. It's the fact that he's such a nice looking dude. Yeah. That like is makes it even worse. That adds to the Yeah, because it, it gives me the impression of just like shit, man, you can't just like look not everybody's a mustache twirling villain when they show up. So that makes it a little scary to me that like some baby faced Yeah. Uh, you know, uh Oregon freaking brewmaster might also be a murderer. <laughs> so yeah, so after um after she gets out of the house, yep, she's down to the, to down to the one legged guy, and he was stabbed in the gut, so he's not doing too well. Well, right. uh, but and now and also keep in mind that now she looks then says, you know, what, maybe I need this gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like, finally. Oh, which I I, I I forgot to bring up my favorite gag in this movie too, which is pretty cool. Was was when we see uh, Megan's body in the upstairs oh. and she falls over it. That's a hard fall she took, oh, man. I'll yeah. give that. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. them running and slipping in the gallons of blood that are on the floor like it was that was effective and with the it, meat and the mashed looking face yeah. like it, it was it, it was it was, was effective like the first time but like the last time we see the the henchman like kind of like scurrying through like he just hit a patch of black ice it looks <laughs> it looks more like three stooges like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're slipping around but yeah, this, yeah it becomes a slip and slide so she makes it to the graveyard and, and uh old man kane uh is there old man kane <laughs> yeah. confronts her yeah. uh mr Ullman. And says, hey, you've already been chosen. You can't get out of this. And and then what she do? She pulls that gun on herself. And I saw that coming too. I was like, she's going to kill herself. Yeah, well, obviously. Um, what fucks me up, though, is the way he's like, he's like, hey, wait, let's just talk about it. Hey, can we just talk yeah. about this? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Talk about what? The fact that I just murdered your whole family because you tried to sacrifice me to the devil? Yeah, but I think that, I mean, like, what is he going to do? He knows he's not going to take her. He knows. He's just the messenger, I Chris. Think, yeah, I know, and he, I, I think 
he he's a true believer type of guy, right? Like yeah. he really thinks like you don't understand. Like this is a great thing for you. Yeah, like you're gonna be like one with this like demon lord. It's important. Uh, you, you might yeah. get everything you ever wanted. Uh, you might be rewarded for this kind of thing. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Like he definitely tries to play into like, and he also knows that she's on a ticking clock here. I think. Well, yeah, because so it has to be by midnight. Stalls right? her, yeah. and she doesn't, and and takes the time like. His main concern, which is, I got to make sure that this ritual goes through, yeah. happens. So I think there's also a little bit of misleading on his part, but he's definitely like, I'm not going to fight her off. Like You I'm, can't kill her. She's right. impo- too important. Uh, I, have a, I have a knife in my gut, and I have a bum leg. Like, I'm not taking yeah. on this woman. So well, you're right. Then she I, she puts that fucking that gun that we've seen so far in this film has had as the most ver- various weapon. power <laughs> levels, and now she puts it against her head. And special effects wise, I'll say like they did a good job yeah. making the side of her head blow out at, right as it cuts. So we see a chunk of her head just go. Right, we do. But and she's dead, right? Whoa, dude! I mean, twist ending. Hello, <laughs> got out one of those. Twist. Can we can yeah. we talk a little bit about like? When do you think it becomes she starts like is is the understanding that she finally understands the situation she's in realizes she's going to be the harbinger of like the devil and decides I don't know I like at no point in time in this film do I get from her character that she would um take her own life yeah to like, save humanity yeah like <laughs> that she would like that oh I don't think she did to save humanity I think she did because she was a situation she didn't want to be in anymore she's like only way out yeah but does she really like what like why doesn't she think she's just drugged like why does she immediately become she, like a true believer that this is a real thing first, first and this of all, is she, see, the she sees whatever it is that's in her coursing through her veins she sees the visions okay, that are now flashing true. in her it's head true. of this of this demon thing so I feel like in that amount of time it's enough to be like oh okay this is actually maybe a little legit so do you think and you think that she's strong enough then at that point to be like I got to take my own life to save I, I mean if We're some if I'm standing if I'm standing there with everything I went through and then there's this fucking guy who's telling me oh everything that's happened to you is because uh, you're you're becoming infected by the devil, so, basically. So I'd be like, "Oh, cool, pop." So in essence, he really ruined this whole. This plan did not work. He shouldn't have even told her. Yeah, yeah. He should have <laughs> just been like, "Let her go." Like it she's just gonna, she's gonna be the devil in like 15 minutes. Right. She can't get far on foot. Like, <laughs> yeah. If he had just like if he just like chilled out, it would have worked out well. Yeah. I'll yeah. go find her later. She'll come find me. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be, be like, the devil. Thanks. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird moment. I'm not quite sure. What it is, but yes. Well, he was willing to die. He was ready to yeah. be shot. He, he did, so. I, th- I think it was. I think it was all just to set up the whole fucking twist ending because of, they went to, <laughs> they went to the whole um, R.L. Stein school of writing, which is the beginning, the middle, and the twist. <laughs> <laughs> middle and the twist. Obviously, the tr- the uh-uh. true innovator of mumble gore yeah. was actually R.L. Stein's goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people. Don't I gotta know that. say, in the pantheon of twist endings, this one. Angered me the most. It, oh, why? She got. Uh, she got. Uh, she blew the side of her head off, and, and you, she lived. Oh, I saw it coming. But what, I saw it coming a mile away. I was like, "Oh yeah, she's living through this." Yeah, I thought so. Too, Doesn't need it, to. Yeah, though. it didn't make any sense to me. Into well, I mean, for me, the, it was more the physics of the gun that right. That's me. what oh, bothered me. Like, this too. thing blew she her has friend's a, face off, guys, and now all of a sudden. It's like you'll be just in this fine. world. Yeah. In this world, That's, she has a demon inside of her. That's what I was thinking. Maybe so, she's kind uh, of. You know, oh, she got regeneration she got powers. Power. Yeah, yeah, she got now. some power to Maybe, her. Maybe, but now what? Like, and then the question is, like, is she now? Is is nurse says she's gonna be all right? Hold on, both though. of them. Did she say both of them? Yeah. 
Oh, just both okay. Of you. And I'm like, so you can tell that you're pregnant that fast. I guess if it's the son of Satan or Satan himself, then it's a fast, you know, it's a fast uh, yeah, pregnancy. That's a good. That's a that's the same gestation <laughs> period we had in extra. You know, we're right. talking two yeah. hours. Very quick. <laughs> very very quick. Twenty four um, hours. You are you. Yeah. Well, we don't pregnant. know how long she's in a coma, row, right? That's true. It could have been a weeks later. Who knows? This could be months later. It's about five minutes. Could be months later. Yeah, that's I true. guess it could. Next they don't day. say. They don't say. Yeah. You know, and maybe that, maybe later. that's it. Maybe maybe she's not saying like you're gonna wake up one day. Maybe she's saying like we have you on life support. We got to save the baby. No, she says you're gonna yeah, be okay. Right. Both, she does of say both of you. Both of you. Yeah. yeah. And that's Anyhow. to say to the audience, ah, she's still pregnant. Ah. Yeah. Ah. I understand. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Every time Mike said true believers during this podcast, though, all I can think of is Stanley. He's <laughs> like, well, you know, he's Excelsior. a true. He's a, he's a true believer. I'm like, God damn, dude, he likes Marvel, and he's like, no, he, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about House of the Devil. Forgive me, Samantha, because I've not been completely honest. Um, you see, we we actually don't have a child. We have a child, but he's grown. It's, this job tonight is not for our child, but for my wife's mother. Oh. Hear me out. Mr. Ullman, I, um, I don't have any experience with anything like that. I think maybe you should find out. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to... Um... All right, we are back. We're talking about House of the Devil. One of the things I did want to bring up because I think it's, um, I think it's important to talk about this the, the, in this movie. One thing that this movie does have, except for a couple, of, again, a couple of shots, is really good cinematography. So I wanted to to, to to preach it up on that a little bit. There's some really interesting shots, some very long shots, um, and they do really cool things with them. So I don't know. I I was a big fan of that. I wanted to mention that with technical stuff before we get into our reviews. Yeah, I, I liked it too. I I think that's kind of like it, it's cool. They played. It almost felt like because they're shooting on film, there is like a, a little more. There was more thought that put into each shot because obviously you got to make each shot fucking count. So mm-hmm. it forces you as a filmmaker, I think, to like be more um, specific about what you want to get. You can be careful. You want to be more like calculating with everything that you do. And I think that actually plays well in this film to keep it, keep which maintain that 70s inspired kind of horror film vibe. All right. So what do you say we get into our reviews? Yeah, let's do it. Rock All right. Roll. So what did, did we want to start with? We'll, we'll save Danielle for last. Did she give us a review? For she it? did give us a review. Uh, she wants to rate this movie slices of pizza. Okay. Slices of pizza. And do you, you know, she she didn't write anything. She just wrote a number. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Yeah. What's her yeah, number? Yeah. She gave five. Five. Five out of five, five. slices of okay. pizza. Did she say it was like her favorite movie in the movie? Yeah, yeah she did yeah. say that. Well, I'll go first, Danielle. I'm sorry. We're, I can't agree with you on this one. Uh, I am gonna come in at a solid two. Uh, man, dude, this movie is boring. I'm sorry. It's just, it's really, I had a hard time even just fighting to stay awake with this movie. Um, it's long. Uh, a lot of things seem pointless and go nowhere. Um, it's not when you, you get glimpses of, uh, uh, mumble gore, uh, you get glimpses of gore in there. Not, not enough for me. Um, I it's like a homage film, so I don't know. I'd rather go watch maybe like the original shit at this point. Um, yeah, I just wasn't a fan of this movie. And I wasn't a fan of the acting. wasn't a fan of the script. wasn't a fan of 
um, the tone really. And then the tonal shift towards the end either. Um, so I'm going to go, yeah, two on this just because the cinematography is good. It's a solid film as far as like how it was made as far as like, you know, it wasn't like a boom mic popping in the shot or anything <laughs> like that. Um, you know, and, and some great cinematography, some fun stuff to watch with that. I, I had fun watching, um, the stylistic choices more than I had watching the film. So I'm going to go with a, a two on this one. Who wants to go next? Anyone? Throw sure. it out there. Kyle? You choose it. Sure. Um, it's fan yeah, picks. I'm going to come, I'm going to, I'm going to also come in at a two on this one. Um, but I, you know, I'm going to kind of disagree with some of the stuff that you said about it. Um, I think there's actually a lot of, um, excellent footage shot for this film. I feel like they're, is a good movie in there somewhere. I feel like the the main issue with this film comes down to the edit. I mean, I made a joke about this the other night, I think, to Chris, and I said, you know, whenever I see written by, directed by, and edited by, I kind of go into something a little like to me it, it almost says like you have too much you you have too much control or what the script you wrote and the footage you produced isn't coherent enough that you can hand it off to a third party who can take an objective look at what you want a story to say and have someone else put it together. Because I feel like as a writer-director, you kind of get a little close to your project. And in this film, I feel like uh, taking a step away and maybe letting someone do an initial first pass on the edit would have actually helped a bit more. Um, the pieces are there. They're just arranged incorrectly. I think if you move certain stuff around, you can actually drive home the story. You can you can create a little bit better mood. You can create a little bit better um, like terror, and you can make the film feel a little more impactful. Um, I also personally would probably, I don't know, if it was me, I'd probably lose the twist ending and just kind of leave it like that, and where she doesn't sh- or or changes so she doesn't shoot herself, and she just kind of want disappears into the evening, and we don't find out what happens. I don't know, but um, yeah, but. Because of the film that I was given and I, the one that I had to watch, I do agree. I did think it came off kind of boring and it came off kind of flat. And, um, you know, for that, I got to give it a two. But I, I will praise the hell out of it every day of the week. Any director that chooses to shoot on film because it just gives it so much more organic character to the footage and what we see and the production side of it. So, Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to disagree with both you guys. I'm giving this a four. Um like I thought I really like this film. <laughs> I don't I don't agree that it was slow for me. I didn't feel that way at all. I kind of felt like it was uh, more of an interesting choice to make it what we call a slow burn. I mean, like that's kind of how I looked at it. It was trying to build the fear kind of based on like this unknown literally behind a door that um and her reaction to all of it now i will dock at a star for a lot of the stuff that we talked about namely the editing and maybe some of like the stuff that feels like it wasn't fleshed out but what i really like about this film the most is it kind of like ties together like two of my favorite decades of filmmaking which is the 70s and the 90s and the early and specifically early 90s indie films like i like some of the stuff that i like about clerks is that the actors don't seem like they're professional actors you know um the edits are a little rough they're rugged um this film does have a very indie feel to it and i kind of disagree that the acting is bad i actually think that the acting in this is pretty good and a lot of the people that are in this film are like solid actors like uh what's tom noonan is like a solid actor uh greta gerwig's a solid actress um 
like I don't think that it was terrible, really, quite honestly. Um, and I, I don't know. I just thought it was a very interesting take on any genre film. So, um, yeah, for me, four. And I also didn't think it was long. Like, isn't it like only like yeah, it's a only minute, like an hour, hour and twenty 20. minutes. It's like an hour. It's like no, pretty, dude, it's no, it, it is. Man. It's quick. It's it's not long. It's got to be longer. No, than it's that. not. It's not, and that's a problem. And I'll go into my review. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, when I, in the beginning, I said I'd seen this before when it first came out, and like there was a lot of anticipation to see it. And um, I'll just kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. When I did finally get around to watching it. Um, I had a lot of the same feelings that Cody has described here, which was, well, first of all, I had already ramped up my expectations, which mm-hmm. was the wrong thing to go into it with. But when I got into it, I, th- I, I remember specifically looking at my phone at about the hour mark, hour and 10 minute mark and being like, when the fuck is something going to happen in mm-hmm. this movie? Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I, I, I totally understand like the slow burn, like 70s horror films definitely utilize that a lot more than what we see today. And I'm fine with slow burn, but the middle of this movie was a painfully slow burn film for me. Um, even the second time through, like dozing off, like, you know, what, but what I will say is, like everyone else has said here, like from a technical standpoint and a production standpoint, I love that it was shot on film. It definitely captured that 70s vibe. Um, it 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 the the score was great for it like you know i love the whole you know satanic element i'm i've I, like i enjoy those kinds of films and think they're very intriguing and scary and you know i i just think it left a lot to be desired uh for me and when you finally did get to that climactic moment at the end it didn't sell me on the hour and 10 minutes that i just like slogged through um I don't think the acting was bad. Like, I, I actually agree with you. I think the acting was pretty good in the film, even though it did feel improvised in some places. Like, I thought everybody was convincing enough. They had the right look, certainly, for, like, the style of film. Um, but, yeah, it's just, again, left a lot to be desired, even on a second watch. Like, I wish I could say this is a movie that I would want to go back and try to rediscover things inside of. But I just... I just don't want to. And that kind of bums me out because I think like Kyle said, there was a really good movie in here somewhere, but instead he went the route of like, Oh, I'm just going to let the audience just linger and let the audience slowly build into this anticipation. And it's like, you just didn't pepper enough in to keep the ride fun. You know, like you get like one kill in the beginning and then you get her in the house by herself. And then at the end, it's just kind of like, it's not a big enough drop, you know, for the climb that you just had. So I'm going with a two. I actually was going to go lower, um, but t- talking about it was so fun. And like, I, that makes me wish I liked the movie more because I had a, the conversation was so great. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to have to stick with a two because production is, it was just on point in my opinion. All right, guys, there you have it. That is our show for this week. But before we go, we have a shout out to do. Let's do it. Um, this is from Egypt Machine, uh, and she labeled it consistent AF. So consistent as fuck. Uh, she's been with us for a long time. She's been a long time listener. So yeah. um, she says, I subscribe to quite a few cult movie podcasts, and you guys never disappoint each week. It's like I'm listening to my friends talk. I love it. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thank Five you. stars. I forgot to say that. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Five years. 
right. <laughs> Thank you, Angel Machine. We really appreciate you guys. If you want to get a shout out at the end of the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Then head over to ColtFilmInterview.com. Put in your request for us to pick your film. And then after that, uh, check out some videos on there. Buy a t-shirt. Uh, March 15th, uh, Film Bar for Pink Flamingos. Then get tickets. Where, Chris? TheFilmBarPHX.com. That's right. Make sure you follow us on social media at ColtFilm underscore review on Instagram. Uh, or sorry, on Twitter for ColtFilm underscore review on Twitter. Uh, ColtFilm interview on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris. Ah! ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike. Ah! At Mike Salusio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.